TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hey, yo, Bobby Teller, man, every now and then I go to Egypt, dog, and I see some cats I used to run with. And they come up to me, man, they be like, yo, show, man, let's get back to some dirty. And I be like, hold up, pump your brakes, pump your brakes, you're doing 19 to 30. And I'm like, look, I can't do that no more. And them cats be like, why? And I gotta articulate real well to them, man. I just be like, yo, man, Christ died for my sins, I love the Lord, I got a spirit in me. And to sum it all up, man, it's because I'm in love. I'm in love. And they like, you in love with who? I'm like, What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Young, know, black, and married on? in the building. Good we to be here. back. Lord Jesus, we made it. Yeah, we did. Wow. Episode two. Episode two. Not season epi- two. Season episode two. one. Episode I said one. episode hey, two because it's, all right. it's, all right. <laughs> it's all right. We've been out. We've been out for a while. So we're going to get these kinks it's gonna, out. It's going to work out in our favor. We, right. Well, we okay. Um, yes. Uh, this is Young, Black, and Married. This is Justin speaking. Uh, we've been gone for a little minute. We took a nice little break during the summer. A little bit longer than what we planned. But, you know. God is good, and uh, our wives are beautiful, so everything is is all right on that on that end. Um, what's up, yeah, Terrence? It's good to be back. It's Terrence. Uh, good to be with you guys again. Uh, like he said, we took a break for the summer, and so we're glad to be back with season two. A lot is going on in our country. A lot is going on uh, in the state of marriage, so we look forward to dialoguing about that with you guys and having you guys uh, join us. We're thankful for the subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we checked our uh, database and we have more subscribers uh, than we knew uh, yeah. that we had. And so we're thankful for you guys for uh, actually subscribing to this podcast. So yeah, we, I mean, I think, I think we can say the number. I, I, for, I forgot the exact number, but we're almost to seven hundred. So um, seven hundred of you guys oh, have just subscribed. About, just about seven hundred of you guys. So we appreciate each and last every one of you guys. Um, Thank you for all the feedback. We're going to try to incorporate all the feedback and um, not incorporate some of the feedback because, uh, you know, this is our <laughs> show. But, <laughs> but, no, real talk. We, we appreciate the love and the support we've gotten from everybody. And uh, it's been good. And um, we also, we have a special, special, not guest, member Dun, 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 Joining dun. us for the first time today I feel honored I feel honored Yes I feel honored. Our man Jeremy What's going on? Nothing much man uh, I am the newest member So I guess I can't call it a comeback Yeah you can't call but, it a comeback uh, But you've been here for years Yeah he's been, he been here He's been here <laughs> Yeah right, let, let, let the people know who you is man Talk talk to him real quick Man my name is uh, Jeremy um, Of course I'm young I'm black I'm married Well uh, and you got kids, Brandon. I got kids. Oh, yes. New element to the show, people. Yes, this man got some children. Yeah, so we we started Beautiful off girls. extremely young. Um, we were extremely immature. I would not recommend that for anybody. How, how young uh, were you? We were twenty one. Okay, got married at twenty one. That's pretty serious, by the way. Y'all. He was real young, black yeah, and man. <laughs> he, was, he was almost too young, black and married. <laughs> uh, had kids by twenty two and. Um, Man, we just knew that, man, we could not navigate this thing. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, thankfully, thankfully, we had some wiser people around us, mm-hmm. full of the Holy Spirit, who was like, hey, y'all don't know what y'all doing. Let us build y'all. Let us grow y'all. Let us disciple y'all. Um, and that was a rare opportunity that, that a lot of young married couples don't get. Um, so we did that, man, went from... Uh, the married couple who everybody was like, ooh, we don't know 
they're going to make it to actually leading marriage groups, um, starting other marriage groups, right. and um, just loving on our children, uh, loving the Lord, and just just glad to be here, man. And uh, don't know much, but what I do know, man, I freely give it away. Mm. Right. That's good. It's awesome. Well, welcome. Yeah, yeah. welcome. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you, let the people you. know why you um, why you're you know why being why you're young black and married why you're here, and yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. man. I think this is um, an awesome um, niche that's here. That's that's it's uncommon. Um, it's um, eclectic, should I say? I like that yeah. word. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't we don't have a lot of people talking about um, marriages in the African-American community, let alone young people. Um, And I think we have an opportunity here to affect a lot of lives, to influence a lot of people, um, and just hit on topics that a lot of people aren't talking about from the angle we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So uh, not just relationships, but healthy relationships, and how do we funnel those through the gospel and at the same time affect our society around us. So. We don't hear or see a lot about that in our society today. Mm, correct. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. And Jeremy hit on a huge point. Um, he said earlier on in his marriage, um, they didn't really have a, much of a community. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we want to um, talk to you guys about uh, on this episode because uh, community is very important. Yeah. I, I know that firsthand myself. Absolutely. Because um, I actually met Jeremy because he was uh, our BBU, Build a Better Us that is a, it's a pretty much yes. It is a nonprofit, right? It's a nonprofit. Uh, it's um, yeah. Talk we, about we, it. we talk about we we incorporate uh, marriages in there. Overall, just a it's a um, it's a ministry mm-hmm. that builds and grows people. Whether you're married, engaged, you're individual, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But uh, the aspect I was in was specifically marriages. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's how I met Justin, leading right. the marriage group. Um, shout out to uh, B.J. Thompson, uh, Hassan Salim, who started yeah, it. Pretty sure we're gonna. So, yeah. Pretty sure we're gonna have the marriage gurus on the show. Yeah, we guys. gotta have Mr. B.J. Thompson BJ here. Yeah, if you listen here. to this B.J. man, come on now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have y'all on. So, um, yeah. What, what What about you, Terrence? What do you think about the whole um, marriage and community, and like from that the man, whole aspect? Uh, it's absolutely essential. Um, Especially from a manhood perspective, like mm-hmm. a lot of us didn't get uh, a manhood vision for what marriage uh, is. And so because of that, we have to uh, learn a lot, uh, not necessarily on the fly, but we have to learn a lot in general. Uh, and, and it's best to learn that, learn those hard lessons in the context of community. And so for me, it's been absolutely essential as a young black and married man to have brothers who I do life with. Uh, brothers who keep me accountable and who I also keep accountable uh, right. to do what we said we were going to do when we made those vows. Right. And so Absolutely. it's easy uh, to, to say what you're going to do when you're standing in front of all of these witnesses and the preacher. And it's, and it's a fun day. Yeah, it's a fun day. But in real life, real time, the kitchen is hot uh, and, and uh, the tension is high. Yeah. It's hard to live out those vows. And, Ooh, you know, and so it's good to be it's necessary to be in community to actually be with people that's going to push you to do what you exactly. said you were going to do. And that's why those bridesmaids and those groomsmen are well, there. They're, they're not there just about tusks. Talk to them. Right. Right. And, and a nice pretty dress and to take pictures. They're talk there because they said they're going to hold this uh, this covenant uh, uh, accountable. They're going to hold these people accountable to keep and their covenant. And not just witness. And not just be a witness. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's, that's so it's a, it's major key. That is major key. Major key. <laughs> very much. Major key. <laughs> very much so. Major key. Um, do we got some? I think we. I think we got some stats on um, marriage. Yeah. Uh, just the absolutely. state of marriage, just, man. Just, just, yeah. Just the state of marriage, and just. just and this is the this is the state of marriage, <laughs> just uh, specifically in the African American community. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of paragraphs here, but I'll just read off the stats, mm-hmm. and and unfortunately. I mean, we're we're trending, you know, below the national average. And trending, everything. yeah, we're, wow. trend, we're trending um, downward. Um, so just overall, it hasn't broken up in men and women, but just overall, um, African Americans who are married is twenty nine percent, and that's holistically, yeah, like, so everybody. Okay, and and the uh, the United States as a whole is forty eight percent. Okay, um, yeah, that's 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 half of the half. Half of the half. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, and and that's that's according to what year? That is according to I, I think that's that's 2014. That's 2014. Okay. So that's, that's, that's and it's actually going down. And yeah. We're at the tail end of 17. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's that's I mean that's three year three years removed. Like yeah. a lot of stuff doesn't change in three years. Yeah. So right. um, and you look at the divorce rate. Twelve uh, percent of us are are divorced. Four um, percent separated. Six percent um, are widowed. And fifty percent of all African Americans never get married. And I think, man, what the general narrative is, is that we those stats tell me a story, which is that we don't either desire marriage or we're not being encouraged to get married or we're afraid of marriage. But marriage is not a big deal in the African-American community, especially among young adults. And that seems to be the general narrative. Uh, Women are, you know, getting married later. Um, You know, people are more focused on their careers. That's true. you know what I'm saying? And that tends to be the, the focal point of most people's lives. Uh, and not to say being married is the apex of what it means to be a mature human being. Correct. Uh, but marriages are what uh, hold together solid families and, and, communities, and, and communities. You know what I'm saying? And it's a covenant with God that he intended for people to, to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of kind of heartbreaking in some ways to see that we're at 29%. Yeah. Uh, on that scale. Yeah, and, right. I, and I also think it's just um, another picture. We, we've mentioned it before in a, a past episode, um, Marriage According to Martin and Gina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. Go ahead and, and listen to that. But yep. um, also the, the dynamic of, I guess, shacking up mm-hmm. yeah. is the term we use. And right, right, right. Just getting comfortable with, okay, I'm here. I'm kind of I'm getting the benefits of marriage without mm-hmm. the commitment of marriage. Right. Um, and, yeah. Well, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but... Uh, I think we, we, we did state some stats on that episode. Yeah, and yeah. this is not just necessarily just from our perspective, like, because, you know, we're, we're young black Christian men. Like, we don't think you should be shacking up, pointing the finger at you. But, no, this is, like, statistically proven. Like, if you if you living together before you get married, like, you're, you're – I think it, it, like, doubled or tripled. It's, like, like at 70%. And I may yeah. be being nice by saying yeah, 70%, yeah. but it's above 50% likelihood that you will get divorced. Right, right, yes. right. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's the norm yeah. of America. And yes. then it actually adds on to um, – that's that. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it, it, <laughs> it, is, it is a mess. Um, but, you know, when we did the exposure event at the um, Red Bear Stadium, uh-huh. there was a um, – I will say is it was a young white woman. Mm-hmm. She asked, uh, "Was our um, motive was it to get to get young black people to be married?" 
And I told her, no, um, we're not trying to force people to get married. Right. I mean, we want to encourage that as an as an option, yeah. like, you right. know, because because it, it is so far removed from like our, our generation's, you know, minds. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's almost like repulsive, like mm-hmm. getting married now, man, I'm trying to be with these girls. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? It's like. It's, it's like I'm trying to build my career portfolio. I'm trying to build yeah, my well, resume. Trying, exactly. Right. You know? I'm trying right. to, yeah. yeah. And and I ain't trying to I ain't trying to spend my life with just one person. Right. And it's just and, and like what Terrence said, it holistically, it is more beneficial for our community and ultimately our country. Um if we do have these intact homes and intact um marriages because that that is a domino effect to our education. Um, our, you know, pretty much our kindergarten to prison pipeline. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's everything and just our whole economy. It, it is all just a huge domino effect. So we more so want to encourage people and give people the awareness of marriage and, um, more so helping people out in their relationships yeah, and to strengthen those marriages strengthen that are there. absolutely uh i need it i need help right. i need people to speak yeah. into my marriage and so we want to be there to be an advocate for those who are stepping into this this journey which is not very easy at all right and so yeah we, we want to be there for those people right so, yeah and just kind of just like our tagline we we're we're no gurus we're we're we don't have all the answers like mm-hmm. I, i'm about to be married for um three years come mm-hmm. come december is almost October now mm-hmm. and I do not have all the answers. I'm still learning. I'm still making baby mistakes. I'm only I'm only in lamest terms, real realistically I'm only three years old. Yeah. I'm a three year old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. a three year old in this day. Jeremy he he got me beat a little bit. Yeah. Man, I, I listen. <laughs> I'm we'll we'll you know Thankfully, we'll be celebrating nine years in December. Amen. Come on. Y'all beat that seven-year stretch. People say the seventh <laughs> year is like when it gets hard. Our second year was horrible. <laughs> but we, we still don't have the answers, man. That's yeah. why we're, we're still in a marriage group. We still yeah. have people speaking into our marriage. Uh, and we have people, man, that's 15, 20 years um, that we know that are still connected to others. They're so like, man, we know we can't that's do good. this thing alone. That's good. Yeah. Right. Just to play devil's advocate just a little bit, there mm-hmm. may be some people listening saying, and we've, we met those people at the exposure event. Yeah. Uh, we met a lot of people that night, and people are saying things like, man, but uh, marriage is just hard. Like, why should I believe in this institution or this entity? And you have a uh, divorce rate that's over 50%. Like, why would I risk it all mm-hmm. uh, for such, uh, you know, something that may not pan out too well for me or something that's so difficult because it Mm. is difficult and I think we all can attest to that it's not easy so we're not asking people to go on a vacation and a honeymoon you know what I'm saying we're asking people to carry up a a big cross in some kind of way so I think that's something uh, that our our listeners have expressed to us that man we we hear you but marriage is hard and my folks got divorced right so yeah it, it is it is a lot of discouraging statistics and stories out there that Definitely shies you away from it, yeah. along with just the culture. Um, but also, it's like you know, you know. I guess I guess this saying is kind of fitting. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm, I guess, absolutely, I guess that's yeah. fitting. Yeah. But also, we believe that you know we were pretty much created for it. Amen. Uh, yeah. And you, you were, we were like what Jeremy was in, pretty much what he was in earlier. We were created to be in community, um, and just. Also, to back back to what I was saying, just having a intact home 
does wonders on just the entire community Absolutely. and just just every it it is trust me it is just an incredible snowball domino effect and just how it just beautifies the whole Surrounding of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you can go to your wherever you live. It doesn't matter if it's a big city, small town, rural area, urban area. You go to the areas that are poor and high in crime and look at the families. Yeah. You know, no matter what color they are. Because there, yeah. there's some areas of the, the country that's just all one color and some that are mixed. It doesn't make a difference. And then you go to the areas of town where it's kind of booming, the houses are a little bit nicer, the right. job market's doing good, and look at those families. Right. It's a drastic difference. Oh, yeah. Drastic difference. And it has, it, it, it rarely has something to do uh, with the amount of money that somebody is right. making. It's about the values and principles Absolutely. that are in place in that household. And the so, structure is just in, yeah. yeah, for men, um, you know, I've heard it said that strong men build strong families, that build strong kids, that build strong communities that Absolutely. build a strong con- country. I've heard Tony Evans say yeah, that. I say Tony Evans. Shout yeah. out Tony Evans. <laughs> and so uh, I believe that's the truth. I mean, it's more essential than we realize. Absolutely. Right? And so more essential than making that six figure salary right. uh, even. Uh, and so, but also somewhat it plays into it. Cause yeah, you know, our, our orange mountain neighborhoods don't look like our Carsville neighborhoods. Not at, at all. all. Because <laughs> And, 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 and you see the breakdown, though. Yeah, it used th- to. Those, yeah, it, 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 used did, to. it did used to. It used to. You look the at first, the first the original uh, black, black yes. neighborhood in America right. was a, a very much so intact um, African-American community because it did have um, fathers in the home, mm-hmm. you know, and it did have these intact families. And, uh, yeah, that was it, that was a trickle-down effect of, of something else, uh, more so right. government, but yeah. we're— that's, that's going we, way too deep. Yeah, we'll, 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 I mean, we'll, we'll definitely touch yeah. on that. But yeah, we're going to jump down that rabbit hole today. Though. Yeah, ah. for sure. But, um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, uh, Young, Black, and Married, we have a lot of stuff planned for you guys, um, for Young, Black, and Married. We, of course, this is season two. Um, we plan on re- um, re- releasing an episode every week. Yes. For the next um, two months, and then we're going to take a month off. But during those months off, we're not going to be um, what's the word? We're not going to sleep nor slumber. Yeah, we're not going to be <laughs> idle. Um, young Black and Mary, we we you know it kind of came out. It was initially like a a good, cool, fun, encouraging idea, but we kind of want to turn it turn it up a notch more. We kind of wanted to make it like a real a real deal. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Organization, real organization, real yes. uh, encouraging movement. Yes, the um, word. just um, just to be out here for real with these families in the streets. Um, um, conferences. Uh, we we had a an awesome time at the exposure event at the um, yeah. AutoZone uh, Park uh, Red Bird Stadium. And yeah, we just want to be in people's faces. When, when you know, I mean, yeah, of course we want people to listen to the show, but we want to see people succeed. We want people. Yeah. Happy. We want, we want to see these homes intact, these communities flourishing, and um, that's pretty much the the point of it all. What, what do y'all What do y'all think? Yeah, uh, we're looking uh, forward to doing some more events and being at some more events over yeah. the course of the next year. Yeah, and so we want to be present in the community more. Uh, this is a a big topic. And not just a topic, but a big issue in mm-hmm. our community that yeah. needs to be addressed, not just over this podcast, but in some real ways, interacting with real people. And so we look forward to uh, doing some things uh, out in the community here in Memphis. So. For sure. For sure. Absolutely agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, all right. Um, that's all we got for segment one. Guys, we'll be right back with y'all after these messages. help you get the word out on your service, product, or endeavor. Email info at theoamnetwork.com and ask about our 2017 sponsorship packages. Jamal and I host The Kickback, a weekly podcast that focuses on the intersection of current events, sports, and entertainment, and how it all ties together. We stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Facebook and the OAMnetwork.com slash live. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and right here on the OAMnetwork.com slash The Kickback. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Back in my bag. Back in your bag. Back. Been gone so long, I almost forgot what I had. White man down with a rack. Cool. God is good. My girl is bad. I was gone, but now What's going on, everybody? Back in the building. Hey, hey, hey. Young, black, and married. YBM. Y'all doing all right? We out here. Yeah. It's a lot going on these days. It is a lot going on. A lot going on in these streets. Twitter fingers, Twitter fingers is going on. Jeremy and Terrence, why did y'all, why y'all president on Twitter? I don't know. Man. Well, he out here talking about um, calling uh, these young black men in the NFL SOBs. I don't know, man. He your president too, though. But I, don't I don't know, know man. man. Negative. <laughs> I I I uh, I'll I don't pass know. the mic. On, uh, <laughs> I guess that's the mic. It's no, been bizarre know. and out- outrageous the things that he's been saying about these athletes and this. Uh, the great LeBron James, who I usually don't side with Whoa, often, because I have great. a go to say Warriors championship on right the now. John, this uh, said he said the, the great, great LeBron. LeBron James. Hey, but, but, that's that's a true statement, but it's, it's just statement. it's just a lot coming from him. As I wear my Golden State Warriors championship hat, but what I'm saying okay. is, <laughs> okay, you want to say it one more time? As I wear my Golden State Warriors championship <laughs> okay. hat, but what I'm saying is, he said something very true this this morning when he said that it's a shame that the president is trying to use sports. As a divisive tool, when sports mm-hmm. is such a very unifying tool that, Absolutely. regardless dark, of where people, yes, regardless of where people come from, most people can unite over sports. It's I mean, it's just it's a very profound thing. Yeah, the that he said that because that is, if you think about it in the light, especially here in Memphis, because yep. Memphis is one of the most um, segregated, segregated yeah. major cities in America, yep. and it's most. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Everybody usually comes together quite well for Grizzly Games. Grizzly Games. Grizzly Tiger Games are the most beautiful yeah. thing yep, you ever see in Memphis because everybody <laughs> are just slapping the fives and everybody's yeah. having a good time. Yeah, and it, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's, it's cool. You got the you got the Baptist on one side, man, screaming right. with the liberal on the other side, and the liberals billing beer, but they don't care. It's man. like, hey, the Grizzlies are winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sports sports are a very unifying tool, yes. and so it was sad to hear the rhetoric from number forty five uh, over the weekend in regards to these players, who I feel like 
and this is the side of the fence where I land on, and I say this with love, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like they were just, uh, you know, uh, living out their rights of expressing themselves, man. That's, that's a right uh, to be able to express yourself, to be able to protest peacefully. Uh, that's a God-given right. That's a constitutional right uh, mm-hmm. for those who the, yeah, uh, the, the, are very constitutional. They make America uh, great again. Americans love to say that uh, cons- constitution. And it's constitutional yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and is non-threatening. Uh, but what we see is something that was meant to be uh, just a sport and just uh, just a game. And, and these guys are just meant to be athletes. Uh, I think it was quite disturbing to see them express themselves and actually have an opinion and to kind of take some of that power right. back that they've been given right. by, by the mainstream uh, media and through sports consumers. We've given them this platform and such power mm-hmm. and pay them millions of dollars for this game. They make stupid And, and giving them such uh, high levels of influence. And uh, as long as they play the game, that's okay with people. Right. But what we see is Stick they say sports. that, hey, I'm going to take this collective power and influence that I've been given through playing this game to say something of substance to challenge uh, an issue. And a lot of people didn't like that. Right. Yeah. So, I think it makes people uncomfortable because you're, you're bringing yeah. in something – you're kind of you're destroying their social order, their mindset of this false America that mm. they live in, um, that everything is peaceful. Everybody's fine. Racism doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your narrative not, is the same as mine. You're not and, living it. Right. And so now that's been completely destroyed. And it's like, man, stuff really is messed up. Mm. And maybe no matter where you come from, your background, maybe I'm some to blame for that. Maybe I benefit from that. Maybe I'm causing that. Maybe I'm even in that and didn't even know I was in it until yeah. somebody kneeled on the football field. Yeah. And right. I woke my eyes up like, man, I'm, I'm in this mess. And it's just also just the fact that he had the audacity to like speak on the NFL when he didn't even speak on the mess that was going on in Charleston. Well, he did speak he on did it. Speak on he did speak on fine people on he, both sides. He called it right? fine. It's like... It's like, how do you even come to, how do you even fix your mouth to say that? You know what I mean? Like, like I recently uh, just went um, overseas this summer um, to Europe and I got to speak with a lot of the locals in um, in, uh, Spain and in Romania. And they think Trump is just like the biggest joke. Like they, like, like their, their view on him is that they actually feel bad for us. Wow. You know what I mean? Cause it's like. That's crazy. Because I mean, they can they can see this all the way across the pond, like just that how how much of a a, a, a bum this guy is in the a words bum. of the great of the great LeBron, LeBron James. James. <laughs> you I, I I mean, I liken it to uh, my nephew who I love, but I, I liken it to my <laughs> nephew jumping in the driver's seat of my car and driving me across the country for four years straight, and I'm being forced to sit in the back seat. Oh wow! <laughs> That's how I feel right now. How old is his nephew? I love him. He's five. But oh. he can't. But he can't. That, is, that, is an, that is an awesome res- representation. But he can't drive. I just feel like I'm forced to sit in the back seat uh, as he drives me around, and I hope for the best. That's what I feel like right now. Uh, and so I'm just trying to hope for the best and trust that God is in control. Because uh, absolutely the rhetoric, the inflammatory rhetoric with North Korea uh, and talking about yeah, burning not, people off the map. And I mean, all of that. Is, man you stuff. think about it. Yeah. Those are the main two. Th- th- the main two issues this man is talking about is North Korea <laughs> and Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> think about it. Like, let, yes. let's really take a step back and think about it. Yeah. A place that we can have an all out war with 
and a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> he got beef with yeah, a quarterback. Like, and a, come on, man. And, yeah. and this is, I mean, this and is he went at your boy. Water. He went at your he boy. He went at Curry. He Curry handled the, it with he, so much class. Curry said, it is beneath your position to be talking to me as a, I'm an athlete. That's beneath your position. Yeah. You are the most powerful person in the world, yeah. and you're picking at me, a point guard for a basketball team. But we got to remember, this, this guy is, everything's always been handed to him. Uh, when asked, did he struggle? His answer was, yeah, I struggled when I had to pay back the million-dollar loan my daddy gave me. Right. A like small so- loan of a million dollars. <laughs> right. Right. So that, that's the mindset he has. He like, everything is given to me. He I'm struggled get pulling it. that out of his bank account of $20 million. He's right. like, man, I really don't want to let this go down to 19. But that's, that's, that's <laughs> the attitude we're looking at. Like, man, everything is given to me. Everybody likes me. I want to be liked. Yeah. So I'm going to do everything. Like, like, right now, it's like he's, he's grabbing for likes, like, if y'all don't like me, this other side gonna like me. I don't care if they're racist or whatever. If y'all don't like me, somebody gonna like me, and that's yeah. that's dangerous. He's it's a, extremely dangerous. dangerous. It's, and, and it makes it hard for us as a country. Like, how do you hold that person accountable? Mm. Uh, me as a Christian, how do I hold that type of administration accountable while still being respectful and being called to pray for my leader? I wrestle with those tensions, but. Yeah, how do you hold that type of leadership accountable is something that I have to wrestle with because I don't I don't want to be the guy that's always bashing uh or, or coming off as I'm ba- as if I'm bashing the president of the doggone United States. That Man. is a respectable and honorable office, as Stephen right. Curry said. Right. It's beneath him to be doing the things that he's doing. Right. But it's like how do you call that person up to a high level of leadership? Like how do you like yeah, it's, you have to you have to use a level of um like Obviously, we have to look at how Jesus did it in his time. I mean, yeah. there were obviously we know he was God in flesh, but as on earth, there were rulers over him, you mm-hmm. know, in the synagogue, and we see how he did with them. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 misstepped. He told them the truth about themselves, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he died on the cross for them too. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mixture of man. I got to give you a bunch of truth, but I got to give you a bunch of love, understanding that man, you're a mess, but you're still deeply loved. Right. Um, Especially as a Christian, we're still called to pray for those who are over us. But even those who are over us, we look at the the, um, the church in Jerusalem where they corrected their pastor. Mm. Like that's that's still just because you have a position over right. me, that doesn't mean I can't tell you the truth about right. yourself in right. love. Right. Correct. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and the, one more thing before we move on. No, we, I don't. I was going to say something else. Though. I don't think that kneeling, and this has been a, a question of contention. Is kneeling uh, unpatriotic? And I don't Absolutely. think it's unpatriotic. It's the most patriotic thing you can do. I think it's holding America accountable to the ideals that it says that it represents and stands for on that flag. Absolutely. And right. so, as a matter of fact, to deny or ignore the fact that those ideals aren't being living up to is more unpatriotic, in my opinion. And that so, is 110% spot on. So. Because, um, it, it, I mean, it, and it is, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, well, it is embarrassing for our country that the fact that Colin Kaepernick can't even find a job right and that's now. horrible because he's he's legit better than half the, of the starting yes. quarterbacks in the NFL right now so, and I, had that co- I, just had, I just had that he conversation his team to the Super he's like, Bowl well, he's, he's, he's garbage anyway I'm like first of all he didn't this get cut from his team he, he's not garbage he opted out of his contract mm, he's not garbage two I was like name me 32 other quarterbacks right now in the last five years, has taken their team to two conference championships mm. in the Super Bowl. It was some crazy stat out there, like 
Unless his, you're Tom Brady and Rodgers, you ain't done. His QBR yeah. <laughs> rating um, for, the, for the past three years combined is like better than like Aaron Rodgers or something like that. It was something crazy. He's, he's yeah. very efficient. And I yeah. was like, man, come on, man. And he can't get a job with the Bears. Not a third string, not a two string. Look at Jacksonville. Because the the, all these owners are too cowardly to, to do it. I right. think. And that's an example, and this is another conversation. That's an example of how you, as a majority leader, mm-hmm. with influence and resources, that's how you can make a take a stand right. and bend your privilege to the uh, benefit of someone else. This guy right. is a talented athlete. You could hire him, uh, but yeah. you choose not to in order to protect your yes. uh, yeah yourself. And it's, a, and it's a choice. And I, I hate all the questions. Does he want to play? Obviously, um, it's going to be it's a distraction. His own team, his own team, San Francisco Colin said at the time he was doing it, it was no distraction. The players Colin backed Kaepernick. him, and now you pretty much okay. you, have, you have everybody kneeling. And Colin Kaepernick himself said, "I don't. That's not what I plan oh, on doing." He's twenty nine, but dude, it's like he has Man, a, he has six he has seven a, more years left. He has a really. Cam Newton body. You yeah, know, he's, like, he's, he's huge and he's jacked. That's not old for a quarterback. You know, no, it's not that's old, old for a running back, but not for a quarterback. Not at all. Yeah. And, then, and then you have, what's shocking to me is the whole rhetoric about, like you said, it's unpatriotic. It's disrespecting the flag. It's disrespecting the soldiers. And you even have soldiers who are far right, like, man, I don't necessarily like what he's doing and the way he's doing it, but this is what I fought for, man. for him yeah. to do that. And, oh. and secondly, the I don't, I don't know how old this clip is. But uh, I usually don't listen to Stephen A. Smith. But um, <laughs> on first take, he was talking about prior to 2009, football players didn't even come out on the field for the national anthem. Mm. It didn't exist. Yes, that's correct. And then in, after 2009, the DOJ paid the NFL money to, because to put they, out a big old flag on the field. Because they thought and, it was embarrassing. Yeah, and, and put the players out there because, like, okay, this would be more patriotic. This mm. is a advertisement for people to come to the Army and the armed yeah. forces. So really, like – the go- for for the president, the leader of the government, to say you can't do this, like you created this. Yeah, yeah, it, and I mean, also Colin Kaepernick has been. I I respect him a lot more. I uh, I didn't like him competitively when he was in the league, but he's a he's a pretty cool stand up guy because he's oh. been he's been like delegating a lot of his millions. Yes, two different like foundations. He's gone overseas. I think he's gone overseas like twice to visit troops, yeah. and it's like and people are Send calling him. Food and water. Like he's been he's been doing all. He, I think he started like one or two organizations. Yes. He's a and man of conviction, man. Yeah. He's a Christian. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's like come on, man. <laughs> and he and he's he's unpatriotic. He doesn't blah blah. blah. It's like come on. I yeah. think it's so like it's it's it lacks integrity. Uh, to to bend the argument to the fact that he doesn't respect the troops or appreciate nobody's saying that nobody's no. coming out and protesting against. I can see the, if he came out military. right and said that, like, right. I think the military is stupid. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like come from on. from the jump, it was hey, <laughs> man, took a knee. police brutality, <laughs> yeah, like, police brutality, and the flag that says everybody's equal, everybody ain't equal. That's the reason I'm doing this. Yeah. Like the, those are those are those are the two main issues, like equality and it, police brutality. Period. It also bothers me because a lot of our white brothers and sisters in the faith, or just period, they people act like Jim Crow wasn't just last the last what uh, millennium. Like it was just it was just fifty fifty sixty still years going ago. On, man. It's yeah. still going on, bro. It's like. It's still going y'all on. Act like, y'all different. act like we're like a thousand years removed from slavery. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, 
like, come on, man. Like, right. yeah, King it is 2017. Well, the King got We killed. saying this to y'all. It is 2017. You're right. right. We, I mean, this just happened. And the images, <laughs> it's crazy that the, it's 2017, but the images that's taken, whether you watch CNN, it's just like, man, are we back in the 50s? Are we back in the 60s? Exactly. Like, what's going on? It's just like, yeah. we, we ain't too far removed from it. I mean, I could see, if, if y'all saying this argument a thousand years from now, I'm gonna yeah. get it. I'm gonna give him my hover car and be like, "You right? Yeah, fifty years ago, yeah. my car, my hover years car, ago, and fly ML, home. Fifty years ago, MLK <laughs> died. Yeah. So that's just fifty. It's forty nine years, years as of today. Yeah, yeah it's about to be fifty. It's about to the fifty anniversary is coming up. Yeah, yeah. My, my 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 grandmother went to a segregated school. She's still living. So come on, I yeah. live in a segregated city. Exactly. <laughs> De facto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so and it's just like, come on, man, wake wake up, wake up, real talk. And speaking of that, um, well, well, last 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 thing on this, do y'all think Trump is a, just a puppet to behind uh, in front of a grand scheme or something? Absolutely. What, what, what do y'all think? I, I think <laughs> I think he. I wouldn't say a. I don't know the word to use. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say puppet because yeah. he's he is doing some he's things. He's doing it, yeah. Um, and he has the power to do some things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think while while we're being distracted. By mm-hmm. all this Trump stuff, you look at what the the Board of Education is doing to our to our education. Yeah. Uh, you can look that up. I mean, it's the internet. Just look up uh, DeVos or whatever her name is DeVos, yeah, and see what she's doing with education. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Um, you can see the money that we're pumping into the military and taking out of healthcare. It's right. ridiculous. Right. Um, and mm. all these things are happening while we're on Twitter, like, oh, Trump is bad. Trump is this, but hey, man, there's other stuff going on that we're not paying attention to that with any other regular president mm-hmm. we would pay attention yeah. to our our congressman would be talking about it on cnn yeah, or abc yeah. or fox or whatever your, your your flavor is but the only thing that's been talked about is trump is trying to start a war with north korea he's bad mouthing athletes and something every week is coming up while while pence and probably somebody else is in the oval office signing stuff and we don't know what's going on we have a president who cares too much about attention that he naturally is going to get anyhow. Yeah, he's reality. He's a reality TV star. What do you expect? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's a puppet. I don't know. Maybe I don't trust his political acumen enough to believe that he's up to something so sinister. Yeah. I just think that he's he played on the uh, the racial undertones of uh-huh. of of a lot of people he he played that well he played the race card himself very well yeah he did he fed red meat to a certain crowd and they they ate it and he fed more and more and more of it to him and there's enough people in this country who could get behind that sentiment that he was able to get elected and then there was enough people in the middle uh who were kind of uh had felt like they had to choose between the lesser of two evils and kind of went with him yeah who kind of filled in the necessary votes i guess to get him elected but there was enough people to feed that inflammatory rhetoric to and that red meat to that they bought into it and it got them elected. And I think we underestimated that demographic. Hugely. Absolutely. We, we thought they didn't exist. Hugely. We thought it wasn't a lot of people who believed in that. Uh, and, and that made up a chunk of his people. And then I do think some moderate people kind of uh, filled in the gaps, if you will. Uh, but... I, I don't. But all that to say, I don't think he. I don't know. I don't believe in his political acumen enough to think that he's right. doing something so sinister as much as he just loves attention, and he's just playing the orchestra right now and, right. and giving them what they want. And right. I, I agree and so, with that. I just believe the people behind them are behind yeah, yeah. him are sinister enough. Yeah. Mike Pence a is lot sinister of people, enough. Yeah, a lot of people believe <laughs> that Pence is way more. That's, that's why I say be is. careful yeah. what you wish for. We people wanna, think Pence is like 
almost like a grandmaster, grand dragon master, whatever. Wow, the clan. They believe he's on that line <laughs> okay. as of as like like yeah. a David Duke. Now, okay. I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know him enough. I don't know him at all. Actually, to yeah. go that far. But I, I will say, I'm from the Midwest, and I mean, he was the governor of Indiana. I mean, that has his own connotation all into itself. Okay. Mm. I mean, that's 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 the homeland of the KKK. Yeah. That's what okay. they went to when they were driven out of the South. Right. 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 Oh, wow. Um, and he's extremely conservative, and that's another connotation all into itself. Right. Um, and the base that he's so okay, he was okay. Yeah, he's mm. okay as a Christian man mm. professing Christianity. Oh, to back a, Trump, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, that's I'm an, like, that's come another on, thing. That that's another kind of Christianity. We, we, talked, we talked about. <laughs> is it Christianity? Did we talk about yeah. that in church the other is day? Is it Christianity? The fact that politics and, and and faith, they're just they're two two merged in a in the in the wrong sense. Yeah. But um, along those lines, um, I know we're a little bit on the tail end of this I guess trend of talking about it but it's still apparent because in Memphis we still have these statues up absolutely yeah. um, <laughs> our, yes. our, our grizzly coach took some controversy man Fizdale. controversial uh, pictures in front of those statues Fizdale, uh, I'm glad yeah. I'm glad our uh, our owner isn't like a make America great again conservative um, 70 year old white man because Fizz would be out the house yeah, thank God he's a 30 year old yeah, yeah, thir- yeah thank God he's a 30 year old billionaire who likes to play basketball right yeah. God still got his dreams cause I love Fizzdale cause, cause Fizzdale what he been doing we'll get him out of here yeah. gone but um yeah, man, uh, the the whole statue thing. What what do y'all think about that? Because we, wh- who do we have? We have Nathan we have, Bedford we have, Forrest. We have Nathan Bedford Forrest. We have the KKK, and we have the other Jefferson guy, Davis, uh, I believe. What's his name? Jefferson Davis. I believe? Jefferson. I think it's he's Jefferson. The one, yeah, he's Park. on Fourth Bluff. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that that <laughs> it's been a, it's been an interesting little. Um, Oh, more so over the summer, it's been an interesting little back and forth with the the people of Memphis and the mayor, and um, trying to get those statues down because they had the whole take them down nine on one campaign uh, led by Tammy Sawyer, yeah. and uh, it's just been interesting to watch uh, yeah. watch it unfold. What, what are y'all What are y'all thoughts on that? Because I I have yeah. I have an interesting I think is interesting perspective. Well, I have on two sides. Yeah. I have two sides, and I, I would be okay with either one. Honestly. Yeah. Um, well, first I'll say I had an interesting conversation with a coworker about the statues. Okay. Um, she's she's a white lady from the backwoods, and mm-hmm. um, her whole thing was, I don't care about them because it doesn't affect me. Of course, her words. Amen. And my words were, well, it affects me. She mm-hmm. said, well, how? You weren't a slave. I said, and then I, I said a whole bunch of other stuff <laughs> that I don't remember because my emotions kind of railed up. I would have said, how do you can? <laughs> <laughs> But but my main point to her was <laughs> one of two things needs to happen. Yeah. Either one, completely tear them down mm-hmm. um altogether. And mm-hmm. I even have some black friends that that don't agree with that. Uh-huh. Um because of this second reason. Like if you if you want to keep them up for history, uh-huh. cool. But change the epitaph and don't say this was some great man that li- this was a evil man, mm-hmm. a monster mm-hmm. who put chains on free men. Mm-hmm. And let that stay there just as if when, when Germany, Germany didn't tear down its in, uh, inter- internment camps because they want people to remember, look at what we did. Yeah. We never want to do that again. We never want to revisit that ever again. Yeah. Uh, but So that's my thing. Either take them all the way down. And if you take them down, don't just take it down and forget. And put up some statues of, of um, 
of some people who fought for freedom and mm-hmm. not just the norm, like actually get into history mm-hmm. and grab some people that actually fought for freedom outside of, obviously we love Frederick Douglass and, mm-hmm. um, and, and all the other people who fought, but man, some people we probably never heard of so right. that we can tell the history of what freedom looked like and those who fought that, that made, that, that didn't sit on a bus that wasn't on a newspaper. That's not in the history books Correct. Yeah. and celebrate those people as well. Cause there's a lot of those people right here in Memphis, Tennessee that we don't even talk about or some don't even know about at all. Right. I, I think some things are so obvious that even a kid can figure out that that's wrong. Yeah. So I was driving past Nathan Beth for a uh, forest statue one day with a few of the kids from our church and, uh, and they were like, man, why are those people crowded around that statue? I was like, oh, well, they're, they're uh, protesting against that statue because that statue is of the man who started the Ku Klux Klan, which is a hate group. Yeah. <laughs> they was like, why do we still have that up in our city? That doesn't make sense. It's like, I don't know, kids. <laughs> it's so obvious that a fifth or sixth grader can point out that that's a problem, but we still have it up. Right. And so that should be it's, it's self identifiable uh, like you can you can you can figure that out yourself that there's something immoral wrong backwards about that thing and uh man i'm just hoping for the day uh that those in the legislation and who have the power to do so would right. sign whatever needs to be signed or check whatever box that needs to be checked uh to remove that thing it's an eyesore it's a horrible symbol in a city that already struggles with so yes. much racism, it, it's a horrible symbol. We need we need symbols in this type of city that suffer the things we've suffered. We need symbols in this type of city that point to reconciliation and Absolutely. healing. That is not point to reconciliation and healing. And if right. you're a leader, a mayor, congressman, right. senator, governor, what are you doing? You know, right? So, that's um, I got two takes on that. Um, one. One is I found very kind of alarming. I found it alarming kind of initially, but at the same time, not really because yeah. just I'm sorry, sorry people, but white people just don't get it. Because <laughs> because well, in in this in this sense, follow. Because um, I got into kind of like a I guess a Facebook talk with you know a couple <laughs> of uh, my <laughs> white brothers. They. Because they posted a, a pretty much a, a post about how they respect, they have a lot of respect for a Robert E. Lee and a Nathan Bedford Forrest. Wow. So my, my of course, I was wow. just like, I was like, you know, I can't pass this up. I don't really like to do the whole Facebook, you know, war thing. But, you know, I was like, so how, do, I said, how do you respect a man who enslaved, raped, had um, thousands and thousands of slaves murdered? So their response was, this is, this is not just his response. I found this to be other people's responses as well, which is even, even more interesting. But the response was, um, because he was a great general in, you know, in, in America, and he had all these you know, good ideas when it comes to like, leading an army and Etc. And the fact that also he has he has you know open penned letters that he actually wrote himself talking about Robert Ely um, that he said that he doesn't he didn't really want to do slavery anymore and he didn't really care about it he 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 did it only because of some something something passive 
I don't, I don't even remember because it was just so ridiculous. It's like, but he's a great leader. He, but he, he did it. What are you talking so, about? But be good or be Like, what are the same arguments used for Hitler that's or what Mussolini I'm saying. or that, he's a leader. Or, that is my point. He's a leader. I'm saying, I mean, come on. Because look Hitler's at this. Look at this. Look at this. This, this, this is this is this is this, this is my crazy point. This is my crazy <laughs> point. After that, I didn't really say it to him. I was saying, if you think about it, Hitler was a great dude. He was a great man what? to all those people who were Nazis because he gave them jobs. Yes. He fed them. He had them, gave them homes. He and gave his, you know, his, his children. He had a vision. He was a great he motivator. He was a great leader because he's he talking, was, he he's was telling pheno- people. He was a phenomenal man. Great speaker. Pertaining yes. to the, your what, per- freaking perspective. Because right. he's speaker. telling like, a bunch of blue-eyed, blonde-haired people that they're the chosen race and he's a brown-eyed black exactly man. like yeah <laughs> if you care about slaughter and nobody right. and nobody lives matter yeah right, right yeah he's a great person like what i don't even how you know how you can fix your lips to say that like what are we talking about and he's man. he's a you know a fellow brother in the faith and i was just like man you i think you should really um examine especially before you come out and say that like on you know on facebook you know Public. Yeah. If you made that public, like yeah. you were, you respect this man. I'm like, I don't respect <laughs> respect right. you for saying that. And I would say there's a, there's a thin line because uh, it's obviously a sensitive topic. But there there is we like stepping like, all over like, people's feelings, <laughs> right? Now. Man, <laughs> but like every every everybody who this is from the perspective of right. young black America. Everybody <laughs> who um um because obviously I, I'm I'm not I'm not new to the South, but I wasn't born and raised here. Yeah. So I'm still I'm still learning, man. I'm still learning. Yeah. And the Midwest isn't perfect by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. But I, I the one thing I am learning, I went from this whole pendulum of, man, well if you think this certain way, you're just racist, period. Right. But I'm learning that, man, no, some people some people are racist, right. clearly. But right. there's a lot of people who are just ignorant and they need to be educated. Yeah. And a lot of them, I think once you educate them, that's when they're gonna make their choice either. Man, I choose to reconcile and my views are way off or nope, I'm sticking to this view and this is this is what I'm holding on to. And then it's like, okay, now your heart's being revealed. There's, well, I agree. But also to that point, there's also a thing of being passively racist. Yes, exactly. Yes. But, but that's a, that is an, also yes. another long discussion. But um, King uh, my other that. point to that, the, the statues is, which I think some of uh some of my black brothers and sisters would find, find interesting is that honestly, well, I, I'll speak in Memphis. Honestly, I have 99 problems in Memphis. Those statues are 100. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Those statues are 100 because I mean, Honestly, ever since I found out about the statues, I think I found out about those statues like at the end of middle school, early high school. Yeah. And I thought it was the most dumbest thing that, in the world no, that, we, it's that, we, that we still had those. It's self-evident that it's dumb. But my thing is, <laughs> my thing is why the fact that Charleston have to spark this, you know, this domino effect of, you know, taking down the statues everywhere. Why did it have to spark that for now? And also, Memphis has so many so many problems we talk about on the show like we have this incredible murder rate gun violence yeah that's pretty much equivalent to chicago chicago and yeah. memphis is the most gunned down cities yeah period and um it's like why why are we not putting this this much energy and right. why are we not making these campaigns and these t-shirts for the gun violence well actually i think i think worse than the gun violence is our education 
Like we have schools yeah. closed. What's yeah. the name? Jeter Jeter uh, Middle School. I think it's Jeter Elementary. Yeah. Jeter whatever. Middle. Yeah. And it, it, that that yeah. is a huge. I want to open that school and back schools, up. And schools it's sad to pass by that vans. It's, uh, it's sad to pass by those buildings and they're just empty. Yeah. By these worn down neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like we we should start these campaigns for for that kind of stuff. I think we should be sensitized to it, though. We're so used to seeing a dilapidated school systems, yeah. worn down neighborhoods, drugs, gun violence. It becomes so normal to us. Uh, it becomes so normal to us that we don't do anything about it. We just yeah. are numb right. uh, to a lot of it. And when I came back from Dallas, I lived in Dallas for two years. When I came back from Dallas, I was so sensitive to the crime because I wasn't used to seeing that type of crime on the TV where mm. I was in Dallas. I served at a a suburban church in, in North Dallas and uh, McKinney, Texas was rated the safest community uh, in America, as a matter of fact. And so uh, when I moved back to Memphis and I was like, oh, my God, Did you see the news today? somebody got shot. Like, yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? I was sensitive to the crime and the violence uh, because I wasn't used to it again. And, you know, after two, I mean, after being back a year, I mean, it's a little bit more normal to me. And so. Yeah, it's, man. it's sad yeah. But yeah Just to that point Like I want the statues down Almost just as bad As anybody But yeah. I really do think that Not to take away The power Of the The impact of those statues Or whatever And everything That we got going on But I think that is Problem 100 On our list Absolutely um, I think Memphis We got a lot more stuff To To rant and rave about First Before And then we get to that but I, I want to change the 0.83%. Uh, everybody need to own something. And what I mean by 0.83%, only uh, uh, African-Americans own only 0.83% of the wealth in the city. And Correct. we make up 65% of the population. Correct. I think that is horrible. Correct. We don't own yeah. nothing, basically. Correct. Uh, and, I, and I bet you we make up even more of the economy because we, we – we like to spend a lot we of money. Consume. Yeah, we we, we actually said that on um, we yeah. said that on one of our episodes recently yeah. that the how much a, a black dollar circulates in the black community. It's like one time or less. It, than one no, time. no, it's like um, so. <laughs> it was sad. Uh, th- this is this is <laughs> the, 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 this is not the specific stats, but say uh, a dollar circulates in the black community for um, one day. Well, the next up from that, uh, I think, is the Hispanic uh, community, and it. Circulates for like two weeks, and then up from that is like white pop, um, community is that's like a month, mm. and then like the Jewish community is circulates for like two months. Well, yeah. and you know the the rhetoric for that is just it's just the fact that like man we're <laughs> if it's not a liquor store or a corner store it's like it's we're yeah. not supporting each other. Yeah, we still uh, go you need to buy one of these young black and married t shirts. Well, come on, hey, they're yeah. coming soon. Support um, that. Support. We that. got y'all. Uh, but no, man, it, it's. It's a mess. We got to get out here in these streets, though. Real yeah. talk, young black and married. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a great show. Um, would y'all say so? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Just send us some questions. Send us some thoughts. Uh, engage with us. Uh, if you disagree, sh- yeah, shoot, let us, us up. Email yeah. us. Email us your thoughts, questions. Reply to the video that you you watching now or may watch later. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah. Sh- share. Yeah, we're, um, we're on Twitter, young black and married. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have personal Twitter accounts as well. I ain't scared. Y'all can come get me. Yeah, come yeah, at me. Yeah, come yeah. at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come at us. Um, at the end of each and every episode, we like to um, tell y'all something that we think you should know. And um, this is just, this 
something that we think you should know will be just something just pretty much straightforward kind of something that we can already said is that um young black and married is here and we are here to stay and we are here to um encourage educate and to um just uplift um our listeners just not not just other young black people and married people but just everybody really um just here to have a conversation here to let you know that we don't have all the answers um but we are we are in it for the long haul and we are here to be 10 toes um i think terrence has 11 toes but we're uh, yes. we're yes. deep i'll show you for five dollars <laughs> <laughs> we are here we're here to stay and we we really want to encourage y'all so and don't be please don't please don't be afraid to talk to us send us an email or what you think um if you want to talk to any of us like we we like helping people absolutely well, we don't yeah. we don't claim to be a PhD professional in helping people, but we love to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any thoughts, um, concerns, or whatever, something yeah. you want to hear from the show, or you want possibly think somebody should be on the show, let us know. Yeah, but um, that is all we got. Uh, Jeremy, it's great to have you to the team, man. man it's great to be Maine. here. Call Maine, call him a Maine, 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 Maine. Maine. Got these weights in my head, man. Hey, we at the Crosstown Building. Hey, it's nice in here, man. Hey, this, this is, is real nice. nice. <laughs> Got me feeling real bougie. OAM Network. Shout out to Gilworth. Yeah. Swag oh, on swag on swag. Yeah, swagged out. Yep. <laughs> but that's all we got. Uh, any closing? Anything y'all want to say? Man, enjoyed having uh, uh, my man here, Jeremy, join the team. Yes. Enjoyed being back on the episode. Uh, yeah. Just one last thing. You do not have to be young, black, or married to no, listen to no, us. No. Uh, so feel free to share this with anybody. We would love if you were purple, single, and in school. but uh no that's all we got today guys uh we'll we will holler at y'all next week peace young black and mary we out bye bye Yo, Bobby Taylor, man, every now and then I go to Egypt, dog, and I see some cats I used to run with. And they come up to me, man, they be like, yo, show, man, let's get back to some dirty. And I be like, hold up, pump your brakes, pump your brakes, you're doing 19 to 30. And I'm like, look, I can't do that no more. And them cats be like, why? And I gotta articulate real well to them, man. I just be like, yo, man, Christ died for my sins, I love the Lord, I got a spirit in me. And it's summing all up, man, it's because. The proceeding is an OM production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com. This podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Everything from A to Z. Help support this show by simply using our Amazon portal, theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon deals and prices, and it sends a percentage to OM. That's theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon.